It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Do the Miami Dolphins have enough depth up front on the interior of their defense, which should be dramatically improved this season with Vic Fangio and Jalen Ramsey and David Long in the mix? That's our key question here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked on Network. Today is Monday, June 5th, 2023. Time is flying. I'm Rose Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked on Dolphins, co-host of the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Special shout out to our everydayers who are locked in on a daily basis. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today's episode of Locked On is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Pro tip, Locked On NFL Scouting. You can make it your second listen of the day. We did a 53-plus man deep dive on the Miami Dolphins roster today on that show, which is really fun because Joe is a Bills fan. I'm a Dolphins fan. I em- emphatically asked Joe to lead these talking points and conversations because it's one thing hearing it from me, but it's another thing entirely to hear from somebody else who is objectively analyzing the players. And Joe's a professional, just like I'm a professional, and you're capable of talking objectively about your competition. Right, you're objectively capable when when you're in the shows of shoes of a national show. You have to objectively talk about all 32 teams. So a lot of Dolphins fans get on this show, and you expect to hear a certain point of view and perspective from me. But what I enjoyed so much about that show with Joe doing the 53 man plus film deep dive in which we categorized all the players on the roster, roster cornerstones, quality starters, adequate starters, replacement level players, quality depth, so on and so forth was having Joe bring up his observations and then sharing the insight that I have as somebody who intimately knows the mechanics of the team. And then when we do the Bills next week, like I will bring all of my organic insights and Joe can give me the insights. And that's a really cool thing about the Locked On Network as well is, of course, you have your team every day. You have a show for every team and you have a host for every show. But today on this show... We are talking about the defensive line depth, particularly on the interior for the Miami Dolphins. I know everybody gets all razzed up when Omar Omar Kelly writes a story, right? And Omar Kelly, who's of course been on the Dolphins beat for a very long time. Uh, He's back on the beat. He's he's working with Sports Illustrated. He and and Alain do uh, a great work with, uh, with what they do with their new podcast as well, discussing the Dolphins. They're of course on the beat. Uh, Both been around the team a really long time. So their insights are valuable. Right? And I know Omar wrote an article over the weekend talking about Raekwon Davis that I had a couple of the Locked on Dolphin subtext community people text me about 
and you can find the information for that on the ticker if you're on YouTube, um, asking me my thoughts on Raekwon Davis. So what I wanted to do was kind of do a follow-up on my personal insights, and I'll start with this. I don't think you have enough at your nose tackle spot right now. Now, I do think you have different combinations of personnel that you currently have on the roster that would allow your front to work in the mechanics that you want it to. But let's start with this. What is this base defense going to look like? So Fangio coming in, there's some overlap with the Boyer-Flores ideology from a front alignment perspective, not necessarily from a shell and coverage operations on the back end perspective. So I have up on the screen, for those of you who do consume on YouTube, uh, this is the Fangio-based defense. And let's operate under the assumption uh, that they're going to run one of the Fangio favorites, uh, which would be tight will six. Tight is the alignment of the front. You're in a tight front, which means you have three down linemen. 98 would be Raquan Davis. He's going to be head up on the nose as the nose tackle in this defense. And then Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins are probably your favorites to be those uh, defensive ends who are head up for eye on offensive tackles. So they're B, your B-gap defenders. So you have a nose tackle, and he's going to play and read the center, and then you have 92 and 94, Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins as your B-gap defenders. You then have two rush outside linebacker types. I think our favorites there are Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb, and of course Bradley Chubb has played in this system, and more often than not, Bradley Chubb, has been the Sam linebacker, which is the strong side linebacker. So say you come out and a team lines up in uh, 12 or 21 personnel and they're in I formation, which is what's up on the screen. You would put the Sam linebacker to the tight end and the Will linebacker is your, your other rush linebacker on the backside away from that tight end, away from that formational strength and that run strength. You have two stack linebackers who are playing stacked over top of the guards in various shades, depending on formational alignment and team tendency and snap motion, all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's going to be David Long and Jerome Baker, 51 and 55. Your outside corners in your base defense is going to be five, Jalen Ramsey, 25, Xavier Howard, and your safeties on the back end. We're assuming Brandon Jones is back. Excited to see him. 29, he's probably going to be to the front side. And then Javon Holland uh, as the other deep safety. And remember, Vic Fangio, we're going to live in a too-high-shell world where you have two safeties on the back end of this defense presenting middle-of-the-field open coverage, a.k.a. presenting as though you have two or four players back. So that's tight is the alignment of the defensive front. Will dictates that whoever is your will of your two rush-outside linebackers is going to actually rush up the field. And he's going to be your fourth pass rusher. Now, how that works is if you're rushing four, because you're going to play six, a.k.a. half field, split field coverage, quarters on one side, cover two on the other side. So you're going to rush four. You're going to play quarters to the formational strength, which on the screen would be the right-hand side. And on the back side, you're going to play potentially three over two, and you're going to play cover two. 
what you're actually doing, and that's what's different about this Fangio front versus the, the Boyer front and the Flores front, is you're actually technically running a 4-3 under front with odd personnel groupings. So you're lining up like you're in a base 3-4, but you're going to rush four down linemen, and then your linebackers are skewed and pushed to the formational strength. So Bradley Chubb is technically classified in this front as a linebacker. And that's the difference in the mechanics of the front. So that presents as a 4-3 under front. Now this nose tackle, living in this world, you have to have semblance of reading and isolating the center. You have to have the ability to anchor. And we've seen Raekwon Davis do this for the Dolphins for several seasons. I feel like we have a pretty good track record of what Raekwon Davis is and what Raekwon Davis is not. The Dolphins last year um, had a full season of Raekwon Davis after he missed some time in 2021, and they obviously missed his presence, and John Jenkins has been kind of the presence as the backup nose tackle there. John Jenkins is gone. He's moved on. So the question is, if you're going to live... And there's going to be a lot of nickel, right? You know, they, they say 65% of the game is played in sub these days. It's, it's two-thirds of the time you're in nickel defense. And, and when Fangio's in that, uh, I think the math changes and the Raekwon Davis element uh, is removed because we can kind of talk about how mechanically or structurally the Dolphins are going to run fronts and how it's different for their pass rushers at a later time. This nose tackle is a very important cog in the wheel. And I know that was, that was Omar Kelly's argument was, look, Raekwon Davis, right now he's your only nose tackle on the roster. And because of that, there is a, a significant level of importance that is present here because if you don't have him, the mechanics of the run defense don't work. Every single defensive lineman in this front is going to have to be able to play a gap and a half. Now, that doesn't matter whether you're a B-gap defender or an A-gap defender. And this is a little bit less of the traditional, well, you're going to be a space eater who just sits and squats and doubles against anchors, against double teams. And Raekwon, that hasn't necessarily been a strength at times because of his stature at six foot seven. He's a lot of surface area for interior offensive linemen. When they're taking double teams on him, it's not abnormal to see his shoulder pads come up because it's so easy for guys that are 6'2 and 6'3 to get underneath of his pads because of his stature. Now, he does well. He'll drop to a knee, and he'll try to anchor, and he will occupy space. But as far as being somebody who is a force to hold the line of scrimmage and the point of attack, unless you're isolating and you condense down and you are covering up those guards with bodies that are preventing double teams, and that would be like if you were going to go into a penny front and just get all those bodies up on the line of scrimmage to say, hey, you, you don't have the numbers to double-team anybody. You're going to have to do everybody one-on-one. Unless you do that, the true anchor ability of Raekwon Davis is something that he's kind of his frame is naturally working against him in that regard. Obviously, there's been some body fluctuation with cutting weight a little bit last year to try and lean down and be a more diverse player. I think he'd be best served for the Dolphins uh, 
playing true to his weight as a occupier. Uh, but if you don't have Raekwon Davis, who do you have that can also fulfill those same roles? That's what we're going to talk about next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. But before we do, now is the perfect time, right in line with the Miami Heat stealing game two and coming back to South Florida with having stolen home court for the time being in the NBA Finals to make the fast break to FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to 2000 $500 in bonus bets back if your first bet with FanDuel doesn't hit. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book, FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get that no sweat first bet up to $2,500 in bonus bets back. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So if you don't have Raekwon Davis, and as I alluded to at the very top of the discussion, I don't think you have enough A-gap defenders on the roster right now. But what would it look like? What else can it look like in this base front? For those of you who are on YouTube, I'm going to bring the depth chart back up. And I would just say this. I'm going to invoke a name that um, big-time NFL fans are probably very familiar with. And it's a player on an NFC team who I think the the longer that Christian Wilkins' career goes, the more I feel he's paralleling this player. And that's Kenny Clark with the Green Bay Packers. Kenny Clark has moved all around the Packers front. They've played a lot of odd front looks over the years with Kenny Clark there. Never been a big-time sack guy. One of the best run defenders in the NFL. And I watched Christian Wilkins at the point of attack. I'm watching how improved his pad level is. I'm watching how he's capable. He takes on double teams in his own right. I don't see any reason why you can't play Christian Wilkins on the nose at times. So say Raekwon Davis went down. If you had to, in case of emergency, break glass with who you have in the A-gaps right now with the roster that you currently have, because your backups are like Josiah Bronson and Jalen Twyman. They're not ready NFL players based off of what we have seen. And if they come out in training camp and they ball out, then they can correct us with their performance in training camp in the preseason. And then you have a UDFA in Brandon Peely, who is more of an athletic type, who's incurred some injuries throughout the course of his career at USC, who doesn't anchor particularly well. Your best anchor, period, regardless of what gap he's lining up in, in my mind, is Christian Wilkins. I think he's the best gap player, gap control player. And you see it, you, you turn on uh, the San Francisco 49ers game is a great example. And you're watching him fall back off of blocks. And he's stacking and his shoulders are low and he's got great hinge in his hips 
and he's really stacking and extending and reading that block, and then he'll discard that. I think he's a very competent nose tackle option at times for this Dolphins defense. And he's big enough. Dude's 310. And he's condensed. He's a condensed field. He's four inches shorter than Raekwon Davis. So what the domino effect here is for this is now you can suddenly find that spot that you may have needed or wanted to get for what you're paying Emmanuel Agba. So what happens if you take Raekwon Davis off the field for if he's missing any time or if you want a more high-ceiling personnel grouping and you leave Zach Sealer on the field as one of the, the B-gap d- defensive ends, you put Christian Wilkins on the nose, and then you put Emmanuel Agba as the other B-gap defender you know, in the Flores iterations with Emmanuel Ogbin, which he's been an effective player in the past, he has been reduced down inside at times with a Sam linebacker stacked outside over top of him so that he does not have to worry about outside leverage and playing with dynamic athleticism to the edge. He's controlling his gap, and he's got the length, and he's got the anchor. The return of Emmanuel... Now, ideally, in a perfect world, you're not paying Emmanuel Agba to be a 3-4 defensive end. And when Miami gets into their sub-packages, I think that's where they can really open stuff up. But this really isn't about sub-packages because nose tackle's not relevant on sub, right? You're going to run a 4-2-5, and you're going to have some exotic fronts, but you're probably going to see with Vic Fangio a lot of, of cheat formations, which you're going to cheat a three technique or a, a wide nine technique out there to the same side as a three technique. Then you're going to go with a two eye and a six and you get really wide angles on the edges or in obvious passing situations with maybe a non-mobile quarterback. You're going to go two, three techniques and two wide nines. And you're just going to sick the dogs on them in those passing situations. This isn't about that. This is about first and 10, right? First and 10 against heavy base personnel. I actually think the Wilkins combo might be a more effective, effective all-around group and unit than Raekwon Davis. Now, now you're kind of pressing yourself for depth to say, okay, well, you know, now you have Christian Wilkins on the nose. Is that the position where he's most valuable? And, and maybe not. But is the overall unit better? I think it's a conversation at least worth asking. Now, I do know uh, as well, at the end of the day, Raekwon Davis is your nose. From a stature perspective, If he's available, he should play. How the Miami Dolphins kind of sort out how many snaps the rest of the guys take, I don't envy them for doing that because you do if you're introducing Emmanuel Agba into this group. I think it does change the numbers. So when we're talking about do you have enough interior defensive line depth, I want another backup nose on the roster. Would like to be abundantly clear on that. But I do think if you needed one with the group that you had right now, if we were in season and Brandon Peely's not on the roster and Jalen Twyman's not on the roster and Josiah Bronson's not on the roster and Raekwon Davis got banged up and had to miss the second half of football game, that would be my answer. And now I have a little bit less depth to be able to run my base defense with my B-gap defenders because I'd move a B-gap defender inside to the A. I don't think Zach Sealer's that guy. As good of a run defense player as Zach Sealer is, he doesn't have the anchor and block deconstruction skills. He's a little bit more of a gap shooter, right? And I think he's be- he's better in pass rush situations as a result of that. 
But Christian, with the gap control that he has and the technique and the fundamental, you could put him anywhere on this front between the tackles. And I would trust Christian Wilkins to not only do it, but to do it at an extremely high level. So that would be my answer right now. Whether that's kick Wilkins inside and then put Emmanuel Ogba in that spot and everybody's just got to play probably more snaps than you'd like to to get you through a game with what the Dolphins have right now. Or you can just turn around and do the common sense thing and find somebody after roster cutdowns and add another name. So that that's kind of where my brain goes when I think about this Dolphins base defense. It is a base odd personnel that plays like a 4-3 under based on how they approach coverage and how they approach the rush with that 3-4 personnel group. And that's why if, if, if we look at what I have here, and this is under the assumption that Oh, this is a static formation. I have Jalen Phillips to the open side of the defensive formation so that he can rush the passer. And then you have 92, Zach Sealer, who going into the B-gap is a little bit more of your, your penetration type player as well, where you're more stout to the run strength, to the side of the tight end. That's where I have your most stout point of attack defender, Christian Wilkins. That's where I have your more stout, heavy-handed outside linebacker in Bradley Chubb. And, of course, Chubb has experience dropping out into coverage to play quarter flat if he needs to, uh, if they go out, and that's a passing formation. So that's kind of just as I've continued studying the Fangio front and the terminology and the expectations and, and what the specific roles of each player are, when I think about base, that tight alignment, whether that's tight will six or they might call it tough Will two, then that would be cover two behind it or, or whatever else. And they can, run, of course, run what so many Dolphins fans are used to seeing out of that, that tight formation as well. And they can run uh, dog, which is uh, dog one, would be cover one, which is what the Dolphins ran so much of last year. It's just man with single high free safety in the middle of the field. So there's all these different iterations that are, again, presented the same way. But the actual alignments within the front, yeah, you're not front. What do you do if you're cog there? The only competent, true nose tackle on your roster right now, what if he misses time? My answer right now is Christian Wilkins. But I would like to get somebody else into this room. We're going to finish our thoughts here on the final verdict of if the Dolphins have enough interior defensive line depth. And again, what it looks like if you don't. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is where the name Akeem Hicks becomes interesting to me. It's a player who's still out there on the free agency market. And while I don't think... Akeem Hicks is particularly well-suited to serve as a nose tackle either. I think he's more of a B-gap defender. This assessment and evaluation for the Dolphins, 
I think comes down to, do you think Christian Wilkins is Kenny Clark is a Kenny Clark type of player? I do. And because of that, if Christian Wilkins is your backup nose tackle as a starting interior defensive lineman, now that opens up a spot for your B-gap defenders to have another rotational player, which would be Akeem Hicks. So I think whatever the Dolphins ultimately choose to do with these finances that they have seen open up post-June 1st, it's going to be telling for what role, how many different hats, I should say, Christian Wilkins is potentially preparing to play. Because if they don't go out and they don't get a space heater, if they don't get a true nose tackle who's going to be able to two-gap the center and, and lock him out and extend and anchor against double teams, which Raekwon's shown bright flashes at, when he's able to extend his arms on centers and he's ISOed, he's really good. The double teams are tough for him because of his leverage and his stature. If they don't go out and sign a true nose, 94 is that dude. And he can be that dude. And I would argue the ceiling is higher with him there. It's just asking yourself, is he in a position to make as many impact plays for this defense as you can? Now, if you go out and you get Akeem Hicks, who's had success in this defense too, and you want to put him into that rotation to play a B-gap, I think that solves the problem. The question, again, is whether or not the Dolphins think Christian Wilkins helps them solve their depth at nose tackle, a.k.a. their depth at uh, in the A-gap problem. They'll tell us soon enough. We'll find out. Because they have June 1st money now available to them to the tune of approximately $13 million. And then we'll get to 53-man roster cutdowns. I mean, they, they may push this all the way through training camp. But you're going to get to a stature where... You're going to get to early September and teams are going to have to cut the 53. And I promise you there's a NFL roster caliber, a gap only defender who's going to hit street free agency because they are not a premier position. It's a low percentage of snaps that you're playing. And if the dolphins find themselves in that position, they'd probably gobble one up and just enjoy having a bevy of options to play in the a gap against centers in their base defense. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. I'll be back again soon to talk about more Dolphins football. Shout out to our everydayers. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'm out here. Locked on Dolphins. Talk to you all again soon. Peace. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
your team every day.